Welcome to Leviton Contractor Connect. The content of this audio is for informational and educational purposes only. The opinions expressed by the panelists do not necessarily represent the views or opinion of Leviton. Leviton does not make any representations or warranties with respect to the accuracy or applicability of the information. Welcome back to Leviton's Contractor Connection podcast series. My name is Tom Degden. Welcome back. Uh, we're with uh, industry code expert Mike Holt and uh, his VP and former uh, electrical contractor, Mr. Brian House, and my colleague, Mr. Bill Grandi, who is the director of product marketing at Leviton Manufacturing. So let's get right back into it. And uh, the first question to, to you, Mike, is I know, I've looked at your uh, website, great resource. On there, you have a, a, a map of the United States that identifies which state is on what code cycle. And I've always wondered, you know, why would a state lag behind? And, and you know, um, just want to get your insight on that. Why would they lag behind? Are there any advantages? Or are there any uh, disadvantages or problems associated with that? Well, what many people don't realize is when a code book is published, it's just a document. For it to become enforceable as a requirement, a government agency needs to legally adopt it through rules and regulations and procedures, statutes and whatever forms they do and say, this is the standard that we're going to use for, let's say, electrical. And so in some states like Massachusetts and others, a few other states, they are, I mean, Massachusetts, Boston, that's a hometown of the code. They are so involved in the code, January 1st of the code cycle, it's effective. Then you get other states like um, Florida, I think just adopted in 2017, and we are now in end of April of 2021. They just adopted the 17 code because it has to go through the building code, it has to go through review and process. And then you have builders, you know, the homeowner, the home builders associate, HBA or something like that. Well, they're opposed to anything that's going to increase the cost of construction. And if you were them, you'd probably be the same thing. So sometimes they prevent an entire code from being adopted for many code cycles, because that means that you got New York City is an example. It's not even the NEC at all, which means everything we've been talking about doesn't even apply in New York City. The biggest city doesn't have GFCI, AFCI requirements because they adopted, I think, and I did a seminar for them. Um, I think it was the 1991, maybe it was 2008, probably about 2008, New York City went from the New York City code. They kind of adopted the national code with modifications, which is where it is now, or something like that. Well, they're not adopting all these changes. Chicago, uh, Chicago, I remember when they, they went from the Chicago code to the Chicago code, but really using the NEC, they're not adopting it. So you have some states don't even adopt the code at all. There's not even a requirement. So then it goes to a city. Now, maybe this, maybe the mayor is an electrical contractor and maybe he doesn't want all these new electrical requirements required. So there's just so many personalities. There's building officials there's regulations. I got a call today from a guy saying he's taking a test. I can't remember where. I want to say maybe even a rock. Chester or something like that in New York. And the test, he says, is on the 2014. Do I know when they're going to start testing on the 17? So you have some of these are just regulated by city. And like, nobody cares. Hey, there hasn't been a problem. We're not adopting a code. And they just move on. So it's really frustrating for a contractor working, let's say, in a state that's never adopted a code that 
each city or a county, or you're in one location and you have three different states around you and they're all operating on the 14, the 17, the 20, or the, it, it's, it's just, you know what it's called? It's called life. The way it is. <laughs> Suck it up. Learn the regulations and where you're at. Have your library behind you. And if you're an electrical contractor, that's why you get paid the big bucks. And that's just the way it is. You don't get upset about life. You don't even talk about it. You don't even complain about it. You just know that you go there. It's what it is. Okay. That's the way it goes. But that's my vision of it all. Very good, Mike. Let's switch gears a little bit here. Let's go to Article 550 and uh, specifically uh, requirements for mobile and manufactured homes. They always seem to trail behind the requirements for, lack of a better term, brick and mortar homes, if you will. Uh, any uh, insight as to why it, uh, Article 550 always trails behind Article 210? Is there a, any thoughts on that at all? Because mobile and manufactured homes don't have to comply with the go book. When they get constructed, they get constructed to a federal standard. So now you have a federal requirement that applies to the construction of mobile manufactured homes. Well, how fast do you think you change regulations on the federal level? OSHA has electrical requirements in there. I think those electrical requirements in OSHA are from 19, originally, in other words, when OSHA was originally created, they needed electrical sections. They took the National Electric Code verbatim. They put it into OSHA as a requirement. Those sections they have in there, they have never changed ever because you're not changing OSHA. And MSHA, which is mining, they're based on the 1969 code. So when you start getting to something where the federal government is regulating it, mobile homes, well, whatever the mobile home standard was created, whenever it was created, that's the way it is. So now, well, I don't say it. Then why do we have 550? You have 550 is in the event after it's been constructed to the federal standard, you decide to do some wiring in the mobile home. You're going to revise something. You're going to revise a bathroom. You're going to put in some outlets. You follow what I'm saying? Then we go to 550. Now you say, well, 550, I think, kind of lags behind so not, not the federal, that's always going to lag. But 550 lags behind the other ones. I don't think so. I, I think you were right at one time. All these changes were made in 210, right? Article 210, AFCIs, GFCIs. That's controlled by panel two, a code panel. It's just a number of guys that get together. Well, the guys in 550, they're mobile home guys. As a matter of fact, they don't even know the code. <laughs> and if you look at all the guys that are on the committee, they're mobile home guys. And people who are like, don't even want any requirements. So they don't even know about GFCIs and AFCIs. And if they do, I can guarantee you, they don't like GFCIs and AFCIs. And we're not putting it in 550. But now as years have gone by, the code are complaining about, listen, you're having these changes made in 210, but you're not making these changes in 550. So you know what they did? Instead of them having the requirements in 550, which of course would be different than 210, because if 210 changed something today, right? It gets to the code. Somebody says, hey, but you didn't put that in 550. Well, then the next cycle, what happens? They add it to 550. But then 210 just changed again, right? But then the next cycle. So guess what they did? They said, now the GFCI requirements required, blah, 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 shall comply with 210.8. So by referencing 210.8, then there isn't like 550 having its own requirements trying to keep up with you 10 
And they say, AFCI should comply with 210.12. Boom. So guess what? There is no longer the lag between the two because they're consistently referencing 210. And now we're fine. So the lag was caused because they weren't referencing it. The original, you get a mobile home and it has no AFCIs. Well, because it's federal government. Leviton has expanded our line of residential grade motion sensors with a clean new look. Its sleek new styling is based on the popular Decora brand, and it shows that sensors have really come a long way over the years. You may already be familiar with the Leviton commercial sensor line, but this offering was designed for residential areas such as laundry rooms, pantries, walk-in closets, mudrooms, garages, bathrooms, and other areas. They work with LED, CFL, incandescent halogen, magnetic low voltage, and motor loads. They can be used in single pole applications and also as a three-way when used with a single pole or three-way switch. Available versions include an occupancy sensor for auto on, auto off, and vacancy sensor for manual on, auto off. The occupancy sensor version can also be programmed for vacancy sensor mode. Check out the entire line at leviton.com slash residential sensors. I've often wondered more specifically about manufactured homes. You know, I live in the uh, New York, Long Island area, and, you know, I've seen instances where they've done a renovation on a house where they manufacture, let's say, the second floor in Pennsylvania. They bring it on a truck, and a crane puts it on top of an existing house, manufactured home. So the code requirements in Pennsylvania are different. I know here on Long Island, they're very strict and, and it's, it can be a challenge uh, building here. Uh, but I wonder how the AHJ, the inspector, how does he handle that? When the walls are closed up, how does he know that, you know, the, the uh, proper code to our area was, I, 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 don't, Mike, I don't mean to put you on the spot on this one, but uh, no, Brian. It's easy, these are great questions. Go ahead, please. 550, you're thinking it's a mobile home, okay? And I've been using the term mobile home. There is no such thing as a mobile home. If you write, read the beginning of 550, there's a little informational note that explains. A manufactured home is a mobile home. A mobile home is a manufactured home. So if you use the word manufactured home, it's 550. If you use the term mobile home, it's 550. So when this thing come on the trailer, it's a manufactured home, which is 550, which means when it came on the trailer, it was made to the federal standard. And then it comes as it is and it gets dropped off. Well, the inspector cannot require the wiring of that manufactured home that's already sealed up in any way to comply with the code because that is not permitted. That, that is a like, the whole thing is like a big listed product. It comes the way it is and that's the way it is. The inspector has nothing to do with that at all. So that's where the confusion is. Manufactured home is 550, a mobile home. It's done by a federal standard. It comes, it gets installed, and nobody pays attention to it. Hmm. Bill, any thoughts? Does Leviton treat, uh, do we have different devices yeah, for we, different applications? Uh, we look, they, they have certain requirements, and, and you'll see a lot more manufactured homes going on. Um, you know, in this day, there's a lot more companies that are doing this. There's just the efficiencies of, of doing that. I mean, we just saw on Long Island a home where the foundation was, was printed in concrete, right? Um, so you're going to see changes in home construction, and, and we work with those those suppliers as well. Just a comment, guys, too, um, just to keep in mind, this is uh, what you're mentioning about Rhode Island. This is a really common problem where inspectors that I've installed 
thousands of mobile homes for FEMA all over the southeastern U.S. And inspectors come into them all the time and say, hey, you've got to bring this mobile home up to code or you can't install it here. Well, the same thing we did DCA manufactured homes, which is like Mike said, it's the same, same thing. It comes in with the same sticker and the inspectors will come in and say, oh no, this isn't a mobile home. This is a manufactured home. Like you said, sticking it on the second floor of the house, you've got to install all, you know, this, you don't have the right arc fault. You don't have your smoke detectors at the right spacing. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty big issue. Great, Brian. Good information uh, from a contractor's perspective. Let's move on here. We have two questions left and we'll wrap things up. So, Mike, your videos and website are a great resource for installers because I see oftentimes installers confused about a lot of the stuff like we're talking about today. So, of course, the MikeHolt.com is a great resource. Any other tips for training resources for continuing education? For free. Okay, let's talk about free stuff. Probably the best thing when people have questions is to go to MikeHolt.com. And of course, you can see there's a link for free stuff. And there's just all kinds of things in there. If I was going to highlight the most important one would be the free stuff and go to the code forum or go to MikeHolt.com slash forum. And I don't know, Brian, we've had probably over a million, probably two million posts in there. It's managed by many people. So if you have a problem, now you have to be a professional. You, you can't be a do-it-yourselfer. If you're a professional, say, hey, listen, I got this transformer, I got this receptor, I got the scenario, you're going to get answers back. And it's a great resource. If you go to mycolt.com, mycolt.tv, we have just hundreds and hundreds of videos on many, many different topics, grounding and bonding, some of my live stream recordings that I've made, uh, Nash Electric Code, business management. This is all free information. So go to mycolt.com and just click on free and you can see there's job placements and there's just, just a variety of things. And if anybody's saying, well, you know, that's great because free stuff is just kind of random stuff, but I would like to have something on solar. Well, then go to mycolt.com slash solar or go to mycolt.com and then click products. If you want to take a test, mycolt.com slash exam. So we have a training program, apprenticeship, mycolt.com apprenticeship. So we just have a lot of resources. And I think you should go there and see, well, I want a lot of free stuff. It's there. Well, I want to learn solar. I want to be a business guy or whatever it is. So we have like mycolt.com slash business. So just explore it. No, I, agree I agree a hundred percent, Mike. And, and I just give a testimony for myself and, and other product managers doing the role that I do, just going on to those industry forums and understanding what the challenges are out in the field and, and seeing how the groups get together and exchange ideas and, and things like that. It's been really helpful for me. Bill, do you want to build on that at all? Does Leviton offer any sort of training resources that uh, the audience oh, just, might find value? Sure. And, and Mike is certainly you know, kind of a preeminent name in the industry on Leviton's products, we have a host of installation videos, we have instruction sheets, and we're, trying to, we're all trying to do the best to make sure the products are installed properly to code and used properly. So there's, there's an abundance of resources available online. Very good, Bill. Uh, question. Go ahead. My problem with manufacturers is like, yeah, we got a ton of information. You'll never find it, okay? Yeah, mine is pretty easy. So. Because, see, you guys produce so many products, right? So much. Do you have, like, a Leviton dot 
training or is there a way that I can get, or is your website, 1110.com, I'm assuming, so clear that I can like, oh, click right there and I'm there? Actually, that's a very good question, Mike. We do, if you go to leviton.com backslash easy learn, we have uh, online training modules that uh, you can, uh, you know, cruise through and uh, I believe we have them sorted by different uh, categories so we tried to we try to make it easy hence the name easy learn so great question Mike thank that you that was great 1110.com slash easy learn perfect perfect Smartphones and apps have changed the way we communicate, stay informed, and learn. Leviton has developed color-coded apps designed to simplify interaction with Leviton devices and programs. The Leviton To-Go app is a must for electrical professionals. It can help you search Leviton products, access competitive cross-reference information, download product specs and instruction sheets, and get instant dimmer LED bulb compatibility results on the job. There are so many Leviton apps to tell you about, but so little time. So visit leviton.com slash apps for more information. Last question. Mike, your videos sometimes include helpers, including your family and friends. What's it like at the Holt family dinner table? Do you pass around the NEC and debate contentious articles, or do you stick to more family-oriented stuff? Um, the wife does not like us to get into business. You know what I mean? And so it's hard not to get into business. So we just sneak around when the wife is not around and then we sneak around and then she walks in the room and it's like, you guys talking business? And we're like, no, 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 we're not talking business. So she's, you know, so much into electrical. Sometimes she'd like it to be like, how about we just not talk about electrical? So that's, so we just sneak around her. Everything is fine. Terrific. Well, I want to thank you, Mike, for taking the time today to be with us on our uh, podcast. Brian, a lot of good insight. Thank you for joining us. And of course, Mr. Bill Grande. Thank Thanks, you for Brian. Us Mike, thanks so much. It was great. And thanks to our audience for listening in. Bye, everybody. As a special thanks for listening to our podcast, we'd like to offer you a Leviton AFCI receptacle. The receptacle provides NEC-compliant arc fault protection for retrofit and new construction applications. See the National Electrical Code for appropriate installation requirements. Just visit leviton.com slash podcast offer and tell us where to ship. This offer is just for podcast listeners for a limited time and while supplies last.